Welcome to Essie's Hour of Love. Which is a podcast where we interview a new, different guest every episode about their experience with love. And whatever that may be, it may be romantic love, but it might be love of themselves or love of uh, their career or passions in life or their children. You just never know. But we just love love. Uh, so this, uh, this new episode, episode 27, is Laura Delorado. She is an artist, writer, body activist, video maker, total babe. Um, she currently works at Refinery29, but she's previously worked at, say, Martha Stewart, GQ, MTV. And she's also created her own, um, I guess, like projects and pieces of art. Uh, the latest one being the Comments Project, which we talk about um, on on the podcast. Uh of course, a big thank you to Grace, Nancy, and Jimmy for helping uh, being a part of this podcast because we couldn't do it without each other. And I hope everyone enjoys the pod. Bye. My ultimate was um, Jeff Bridges. Yeah. But he's been on a few times, but it was the middle time. And he talked about his wife and, like, deciding to, like, maybe cut the bachelor life. And he was, like, on a mountain. And I think he... I, I'm going to totally stop this off. But <laughs> I think he was about to propose. And he said he just, like, felt sick. <laughs> like, more like, there goes my life. And then... But then he, like... Then he sort of says how it'll end up being a great decision. Yeah. Da, 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 da. But yeah. So I have to um I have to announce something. <gasps> no, it's not terrible, but I, I never ever bring my I wouldn't be excited. I never <laughs> ever bring my laptop out, but I have to read you something. Laptop and is out. Laptop is out and hopefully I don't have to go to the internet because I don't need it. Okay. So you're gonna know what I'm gonna read. Oh yeah, I'm gonna cry. But no 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 no. Uh so it's you were written about in the Huffington Post. I was, yeah, yes. Which is incredible. Uh, and and you wrote this as one of your c- captions, right? Uh, when I look in the mirror, I see the ultimate hot as fuck plus size dream girl who can squat 180... Is that pounds? Yeah, I mean, yeah pounds. pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Deadlift 240 pounds, warrior pose with the best of them, run an 8 to 10 minute mile, that's incredible, dresses like a champ, dates like a queen, and who values kindness above all. Comments and personal attacks like this come from an ignorant understanding of health, size, and the misconceptions that having a larger body means you can't take care of yourself. Because the... I guess I should read the the comment that's on your photo. Yes, right? go ahead. It's because, like become so numb to me because because at certain a certain point you just like can't take it seriously. Does that make sense? Right. So yeah, go ahead and read. But it. I realize <laughs> for context for the listener, I probably should have written the uh, said the um, like what the, so basically it's a it's a photo of you and you've put a comment that someone has has said about you on top of of the photo and it, the comment that someone has left you is you should eat less calories. Oh, now we've got an ad coming up. Oh my gosh, HuffPost ad. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So it says you should eat less calories and more healthy foods. Once you get a healthy size, you can really push your body to do amazing things in multiple sports and you'll feel even more amazing doing it as your organs won't be crushing you by your, your uh, as your organs won't be crushed by your fat. Give it a try. And then so you go on to be like, I am incredible. Uh, meaning like I work out. I'm just going to close the. Oh, totally. <laughs> Um, yeah, you live on a, like a pretty like it's. I mean, it's not busy right now because it's Sunday, but you live on a pretty busy street. I know, but I just ignore that, and then I think <laughs> that people may like to hear the New York sounds, so I just go. Oh I gosh. just go wrong. The anxiety it. of that. Yeah. No thanks. <laughs> so okay, so that so they write that on your post. Then you, what I read before is like a start of your comment. You know, and you. So basically, you're saying I do work out and I am healthy and. Um, and then comments and personal attacks like this come from an ignorant understanding of health, size, and the misconception that having a larger body means you can't take care of yourself. There is a lot of thin privilege in, post, in posting a, fo- a food photo, eating in public, or just being confident. Because if you're plus size, those simple moments are under scrutiny. Sadly, people still ask me if I ate junk food as a kid. If I work out, if I know my top is sheer, or where I get my confidence from. Answers. No, my grandmother would kill me. Seriously, five, yeah. she would. <laughs> five days a week um, plus. That means you work, five, you work out five days a week plus. Um, <laughs> I'm a Getty Image Fitness model. Yes, sheer is life. And from confidence store right on Go Fuck Yourself Street. Next time you want to come at me with some comment about my health, go to school, get your medical degree, start a practice, Call me for a checkup and tell me that I need some more sunlight because vitamin D deficiency is the only health problem I currently face. If you don't see me the way I see myself, then this is tragic for you, your goddamn dream girl. So this is so I hope that was okay that I read. <laughs> no, that was great. So my this is where my confession is. I wanted to ask you all those questions. I literally wanted. I was like in my head. I'm like I really want to know like what she eats. And I wanted to ask all the questions that you're like, yeah, yeah, and and I'm fast. I'm so glad I read this before you came on, and I would. This literally would have been my question. Like I, I am fascinated. Like, what do you eat? And I'm fascinated. Like, how often you do work out? And where where is I, this? Can't why why are they my questions? Because I feel like every time, and this is just like how we up oh, the computer's going away. Going <laughs> the away. computer's going away. I don't like you, the computer. You said to you stuck to your word. Um, I think like for me, I am really in. I'm really hyper aware of like how I'm represented in the media. Like not me specifically, but plus women. And every time I could I could sit here and be like, I remember when I was like seven and I saw a plus size woman on TV. Like I have these like images burned into my memory because of like, when you don't see yourself and you see one like moment of it, you're like, ah, 1997, like that cover of a magazine. Like, you know, you just, you stick with it. Um, but I think the reason why people immediately ask me those questions is because like plus size women are not just women. They're, they're always going to be like tethered to this, to their size like they can just never be a woman who just like regularly like goes around the world and like is who she is she always has to be the other in every single aspect which is why when you see like a movie like shallow Hal, and he's like i love you no matter what your size is it's like why can't you just like love her like the moment that i see a plus size woman on like 
the Bachelor. I mean, I don't really like that show, but like, like why? Yeah, there, right. You love it. Oh my god, it's so good. But like, um, it's always this thing where it's like you. Everyone thinks like, or I think we have this this intense understanding that like you're born and you have and you're born with a body, and then somewhere along the way, some people just like figure it out and are thin, and some people fuck it up. And ruin their like clean slate in life, and like then they become fat, and then they've ruined themselves, and then they're not part of like what the rest of us are, like which is so insane because I'm like, fat people have been around before chocolate, so like you could stop right, right there. We've been around for a really long time, um, and also I just think that like when people ask me those questions, I'm just like, the same as you. Like I literally eat like, yeah. do you live in New York City? I li- eat the same as you. I. If I had, okay, and also, like, if I had sweets growing up with my grandmother, honestly, she would hit me with a spoon because she's so Italian, and, like, there were no sweets. Did you grow up with your grandma? Because you're not mentioning your parents, you're mentioning your grandma. Yeah, that's, that's, thanks for being so observant. So, like, um, it's funny, like, my, so I have a mom and a dad. My mom lives in Florida. That's how you were created. That's yeah. <laughs> shocker. Um, yeah, so I live with. My, I, I grew up. I uh, was born to a mother and a father. Um, my parents were divorced when we were when me and my brother were kids. My mom was kind of not really in the picture. She was always sort of like my mom has like a codependent personality, and like her my entire life, she's just been like she's been married like three times, like to just different people throughout my life, and she's never been around. Um, like I've lived with her for like specific years, but like the people who raised me were my grandparents and my grandparents are like, like my parents almost. And to the, to the point where like when I do call my mom, like, I mean, like I've in the last few years as I've like gotten older, I'm like, you know what? I should probably have like some version of a relationship to this woman who like have her eyes. I maybe, I don't know. Um, it's. It's definitely a strained relationship, and it's not something that I would even call, like, mother-daughter in any way, shape, or form, Um, but it's, like, gotten better over time, and my father is just, like, I think of him as this, like, random guy who, like, I see every once in a while who, like, just, my brother gave him my cell phone number. I don't really have a relationship with him. Like, he's cool. Yeah, but uh, he's just a dude. In he's some just ways. kind of a dude. Yeah. Like he just happens to like have my last name, and uh, I I really just like credit that to the fact that my grandparents were you know were super hyper aware of like who my parents were when I was a kid, and they like just took over. Um, and they are they are just like literally my everything. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, I didn't really have any sort of like family with my parents they're they're interesting (laughs) it's yeah I guess it would maybe be a a bigger deal if you didn't have your grandparents though right like yeah like it it doesn't even bother like sometimes like people ask me like I so Mother's Day is coming up for example and um every time I'm at work I'll like get some like hey do you guys want to do a thing like with your moms and I'm just like no, because she's kind of the worst, and <laughs> I would never, ever include her in something like this, and then having to go through that, like, hierarchy of, like, what family is to certain people, and, like, um, you know, not everyone's, like, parents are their, like... Their person. Their person yeah. in the world, and, yeah, it's, like, that's just how that works, yeah. I know. I remember being in a, 
in a car ride with my dad. And my dad and my mum are my people. But but they live on the other side of the world and I don't see them a lot. So yeah. it's like I it's a lovely um You're away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I can, I have wonderful conversations with them, but I don't like I don't feel obligated to go there every Sunday and have dinner. Like it doesn't take over our relationship doesn't rule my life. Yeah. Um, which is I, I love. Uh, but I remember once we have a bit of a weird situation, not weird, but like they're divorced and where there's my sister and I, and we all just live such separate lives. Yeah. And I remember saying to my dad, like, do you think we're weird? <laughs> and he's like, yes, tell me a normal family. Tell me. Like, yeah. Pick one. Like, even if it looks like it's normal, like, it's not. So don't worry about all right. it. Right. Where does your sister live? She's in Sydney. Yeah. Cool. So she's in Sydney. My dad is in Perth and my mum lives like three hours south of Perth. So yeah, we're all, we're all doing our own, our own thing. Like as an American, I'm just like, that is awesome. Yeah. But that's just like saying your mum's in Portland, your dad's in Ohio (laughs) and your grandparents are in Florida. Like it's not, but yes, thank you. Sounds glamorous. (laughs) I know. It's, I guess like, um, I guess like just Americans, like we definitely glamorize just like like other places yeah don't worry as australians we glamorize it's it is it's a thing you're glamorizing america so sorry (laughs) (laughs) no there's a a lot to glamorize it really is quite an amazing country yeah but but there's times where i'm like what am i doing in this country (laughs) (laughs) what is that especially when i think people judge people presume that i am here for a better life and I go, oh, not really. Like, Australia's a pretty good life. Yeah. It's more I'm here, I would say, for, like, an adventure or just, just to have a, an experience. But it's not – I didn't come here because my country wasn't right. able to provide a good life for me. That's such um, an American standpoint. Like, the only reason why you're here is because you want a better life. Like, that is the most American thing I've I know, ever but heard. I couldn't – I can't judge because I think a lot of people – that's what I think this American dream was created on. So yeah. Like I get, I get where it comes from. Um, and I remember the first few times that I was asked, I was like, Oh, what? No. <laughs> uh, and then I like gradually learned a little bit more. And I was like, Oh, I, I, I get it now. Right. Um, so I had like a nicer answer, but at the start I was like, just looked at them weirdly like, Huh? You go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so with your grandma. Yeah. So, so, uh, I, so I'm really nervous for this interview, by the way. Oh my God, don't no, be, I promise I'm not, I'm no, not a mean person no, in no, any no, no, way. No, 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 it's not, it's, it's, I know this sounds, this, now this is going to sound awful. It's not you, it's me. Okay. It's because I've always been a little bit of a, a bigger girl and I don't talk about it a lot, but I definitely have a lot of insecurities and I think my weight in my body has, has actually stopped me from doing or my brain, let's say my brain. Yeah. Has, um, it's crazy how that works. Yeah. <laughs> has stopped me from doing a, a lot of things. So you bring up a, a lot for me and I'm, I'm nervous because I don't, because I know I'm bringing, I don't know how to not bring my own stuff to the table when I think we talk about say like body issues and love in the sense of body and being able to feel sexy and cause I just like, the, I'm like, Oh, right. No, totally. I, I, 
I understand. Like, I think for me, when people like bring up questions um, about like confidence and like what and whatever, I'm never like I always understand where those come from. It's always for me when I get offended is when like someone doesn't even ask me my name. Yeah. And then they like they they ask me like some random dumb question about my body. I'm like, well, um, before I tell you how I got my confidence, I should also tell you that my name is Laura. Yeah. I'm a Pisces. <laughs> I'm obsessed with science. Uh, I like, like iced coffees, long like, walks on the beach. I like iced coffees. <laughs> I draw pretty much every single day. Like, it was just like, there's so much more to me than like my size, but I'm really glad that I've been able to use like my size to like find strength in the world and to find strength and give hopefully some sort of strength for other people. Um, but whatever questions you have for me, I will answer them dearly because you also, you know who I am now. I do. I do. So it's fine. We're friends. No, I, I know. It's I know. It's time. It, you yeah. have a lovely, oh my God, this is lovely. She's pointing to my, the glass of water with a little bit of lemon in it. <laughs> it's so, it's so just like you, I live in Greenpoint and I have lemon in my, in my water. In my water. <laughs> Yes, I I really bring out the big guns. Yes, yeah. I'm proud of you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. So, with your grandma. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. This is. Um, will you? Are you? Have you always kind of been a little bit bigger? My entire life. Just. Okay. Literally, like it's been. It's kind of funny to think about because I just the only time I've ever been thin or just like thinner for myself was when I was like bulimic and it was when I was like really at the height of it and I was not only bulimic but I was exercising all the time and I was also taking metformin and metformin is like a hormone regulator because of just like when you're bulimic sometimes you don't get your period like sometimes like you mess up like your your whole body It, it just ruins your whole body so I wasn't getting my period and I wasn't telling anyone why um but I read so much of like I read so much Seventeen and Cosmo Girl that I like kind of put things together. Um, so I was on metformin to get my period, and I was like losing weight rapidly because it just like, um, what is it? It's like there's a there's a an ingredient in it basically that just makes you like not hold any sort of like, like you just you're you have stomach issues that you're in all the time. So I was like super not thin, but I was like thin for like being five seven and right. having and like naturally like and being Italian and knowing that like a lot everyone in my family has like bigger hips and like knowing that like I have just like genetic like parts of me that are just going to be like wider um but I was thin for that and that was the craziest experience because I've never been treated so nicely in the world in like that few months of my life so how old were you then um I think I was at I was in college and I was I was bulimic for like probably since I was like 12 or 13, like on and off, like not really like, not really having a word for it, not really like knowing what it was um, and like stopping every once in a while. So I think I was like 21, 22, like about to graduate college uh, when I was just like, I remember I look at photos of myself and I'm just like, where's your stomach? Mm. Like that happened very rapidly. It was very unhealthy, but people kept telling me that like, you just look so healthy. And that's such a problem. So 12 years old, you start, and, and bulimic means you, like you force up. yourself to throw up, right? Yeah. So what's going on as a 12-year-old you that's starting to want to throw up? This is the most, here, this is um, exactly what happened. I can tell you to the, the moment. Um, don't, I know you're going to want to hate my mother for this. It's all right. I actually think mothers don't, what 
I actually have a calmness in my mind about mum's comments, but I'm guessing that's where we're going. Yeah. So I was living in with my mom at the time and I was in a stop and shop. Do you know what a stop? Like they're basically like food lions or what? Like, you know, for the Australians, it's like an RGA or a Woolworths. Anyway. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's just like a very, like a shopping center. We were in a, a shop and stop and, um, or stop and shop, stop and shop. Stop and shop yeah. <laughs> it's an S and an S, you guys. Um, and I never looked at magazines ever up until that point. And I remember we were like in the magazine aisle. I but there was something else in the aisle she needed to get. So but we were like looking through the magazine aisle, and she like turns to me and she hand, like picks up a YM magazine with Jennifer Love Hewitt on the cover, like. I know exactly what this cover looks like. And she goes, if you ever want to be loved, you have to look like the girl on the cover. And she just hands it to me. And that, what my mom did in that moment was basically say, like, if you ever just want to be, like, a person who has value, you need to be thin. And I, like, you need to be, like, pretty. So I really took that to heart. And the first thing I did, and, like, was I... Like, I got the magazine, and I read through it. There was a story about a girl who had bulimia, and she, like, almost died, but I didn't care. I didn't care that she almost died. What I saw was her before and after pictures of, like, when she was, like, from just being normal to being thin. Um, and I was like, oh, that's that's how I'm going to do this. Um, I'm going to be bulimic. And, like, also, no. In that time frame, like, I played... I was like 12 or 13, so I was like playing Little League Mm -hmm. baseball. Baseball. I was playing baseball for everyone. (laughs) Um, uh, So my whole family's like big baseball people because we're from the Bronx and the Yankees are part of our entire existence. Of course, yeah. So I was like, right, exactly. I bleed pinstripe. Uh, (laughs) That's how that works. And I just was like very active. I um, was just like a regular kid honestly I just just happened to be a little taller than everyone I happened to like develop boobs faster I like okay like and I remember just being like this is what I'm going to do and I at first like couldn't figure it out because I was like what do you you just like make yourself throw up and you realize like oh no you have to eat like you have to overeat in order for this to like happen that's it yeah Oh, because I, I <laughs> sorry. No, no, like, I like yeah. I I went through a stage of trying a lot. I just and I'd get you know how like you get the shakes. Oh yeah. And your body like actually spasms and you cry oh, yeah. because of like or your your eyes water because you're putting your yourself through trauma basically. Yeah. But I could never, I could never. Nothing would really. It was just like I mean, right. You know. Anyway. No, totally. Like you, it's. Oh God, all of that is like, even when I'm sick now and I have to throw up because of just like, just being sick, being sick, it's the worst feel. I hate it. Like I try, I actively try not to throw up now. And it's like, um, because it's just so, there's just so many emotions around throwing up. Like even I'm 30 years old, like, and I still like will never unknow how that feels and like why I used to do those things. Um, but I like, at first I couldn't figure it out and I was like, this is stupid. I can't, another thing I can't do. And then like after a while I was just like, oh, like you need more in your stomach in order for that to like even like work. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then when you were, when you, when you would throw up, like you just felt like there was nothing in your stomach 
and you felt thin or thin or what the idea of thinness feels like is just like nothingness. Um, so you had like all of the, the pleasure sensors of eating, but, and like being satisfied and then you would throw up and then it's like friends with benefits. Oh my God. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, I would do that like every once in a while, just like when I was feeling really down. And then like, as I started turning like like 18, 19 and like going off to college, it got even worse because I was like so good at it at that point. Like I, that's like a really th- weird thing to say, but it was like, I was so good at doing it and I was so good at hiding it. I was about to say the yeah. hiding is actually what I've noticed girls of they develop like really sneaky ways of like, Oh, I just, you know, and it, but the, if you really pay attention, you see the patterns mm. like, and the classic thing is like, do you notice that she goes to the bathroom every time we eat? And you're yeah. like, Oh, I didn't notice. And then, and then you notice. Yeah. And then, and then you like realize it. Yeah. Yeah. There, the one trick I had was like, I was always really good in school. Like I was really bad at math, but like, I'm not very good. I'm just like, yeah. Not great at math, but like everything else I was, I was really, really good at. So my last class was, I think, a English class in high school at, at one point, like one year. And every day I would like right before the bell would ring, what I would do is I would go, oh my God, this is what, this is what I'm going to say about Southern high schools. It's just so interesting. Like they, there were like trailers outside, like there was a school and then there were trailers outside that had like extra like classrooms. Ah, the South, because I was in Virginia for a few years. And um, I would go use the bathroom. I'd raise my hand, go use the bathroom. I would take all my backpack and everything. I would put it in my locker. I would put everything in my locker just so someone saw me, like, putting stuff in my locker. And then, like, once I saw, like, everything was clear in the hallway, I would, like, immediately run into the bathroom, throw up, because lunch was, like, right prior. Like, I had, like, the last lunch. Um... And then I would stay in there for a few minutes and then I, like, the bell would ring. So I was, like, timing it perfectly to, like, leave school. Right. Yeah. And I would always, like, spread that out so, like, no one would catch on. Wow. And when someone did say, like, one time someone asked me, like, why do you guys leave? I was like, guys, I can get to the bus faster. Right. It's just smarter. Duh. Duh. Can't believe you haven't figured this out. So where, when it got to its worst, how many times, like how, how bad was it? Okay. (laughs) So when it got to its worst, I was, I'm 30 now, was probably when I was 24, 25. Oh, wow. So like not too long ago. This, this went on for a while. This went on on for a long time. And I was consistently plus size. Like I'll never not be plus size. Like this is, that's So you weren't even getting like the, I can now fit into a size two. Yeah. Like I was, I'm never going to be a size two. I'm. I don't, I'm, excuse my wording of no. how I said that, by the way. I didn't. Oh my God, yeah. you're totally fine. Okay. <laughs> best friends no, now. Yeah. I, it's fine. Obviously. No, I, you're fine. Don't, do, don't worry. Like I am constantly saying things like to people when I'm like, I, I don't know how to phrase this, but like how, like last yeah. night I uh, used like a they pronoun for someone just being like, oh, I don't know their pronouns. So I'm going to use they. And someone was like, oh, by the way, this person used he, she, and Z. And I was like. I'm so sorry. They're like, no, you just like didn't know. And I'm like, exactly. I didn't know, but I'm glad that I like went back on that. Like, you know, it was just like a nice moment. So I'm like never offended. Again, I'm only offended when like idiots are just like, so let me guess. She's like, don't work out. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's a good idea. I I need, I love to work out (laughs) because it's like, 
I walk outside and I'm just like, everything's great. That's become my addiction. Um, but I've always been plus size. Like I've just always looked like that. And the only time I was like, I actually saw like real results from it was when I was like combining with the medicine, like everything right. else. Yeah. And um, was that at 24, 25 or that was like, yeah. So yeah. I did a little bit in cause yeah. So I did a little bit like when I was like 18, 19 and I got some really real good results from that. Like being thinner. I mean, good. I know. But, but, you know, but, uh, um, I also had to like get off of it because I was having manic episodes. Oh, like behavior. Yeah. And because that's like a side effect of it. And so I had to get off of it because I could not like function. And then when I got older, I was able to go back on it to be like, i I can control this, whatever, and like it happened again. What what type of manic? It's like anger or sadness. Sadness. Or? Like oh. I remember, um, someone was like jokingly being like, "You're so stupid," like joking, like not like whatever. And I remember I had like a mental, like I felt like I had a mental breakdown because someone like thought I was stupid, and I was just like hysterically crying, and I have never done that before. Well, you, I, I would presume also you know what you're doing to yourself. So you're, I, were you giving yourself a hard time through this whole thing as well? It's it's so interesting how, like, your your brain doesn't shut off yeah. ever. And I'm sure, I mean, everyone feels that way. I mean, women especially feel that way. Like, you just, like, don't know how to rationalize that voice. You don't know how to, like, stop comparing yourself. But, yeah, so, like, I, I did that <clears throat> for a while, and I... I still don't really understand how I stopped. Like, I mean, I do, I know exactly how I stopped and I know exactly why and like the reasons and X, Y, and Z, but it was an addiction at that point. Like, it's not necessarily like, you're not like, I'm pretty rational human being. Like at that point I was like, I'm not going to ever be a size two. Like that's not going to happen. Like I'm, I'm too tall and I'm too like, like, like hereditarily disposed. Like I cannot say words today I'm too like familial dispositioned to like have larger hips have a large larger breasts like have all my weight in my stomach like I just look at my family and I'm like yeah look at all of you like we're all we're all the same um so like that was like not dumb I understood that but I also was like if I could just get to like a normal size where I could go shopping with my friends like that's where it was um and I never like thought I was ugly like I never thought that like having a belly was ugly I actually thought it was like quite pretty on other people that's another crazy thing is that you just like you can like accept it for other people but you can't accept it for yourself I was I was talking because I was talking to a friend last night that I was having you on and that I was feeling a bit um just personally a bit anxious just because I knew what we were going to talk about and I knew my feelings on uh, my insecurities on it and I said, you know, I remember one of my best friends growing up and she had a belly, you know, she's kind of short and, but she, fuck, did she own it? She just wore those bikinis Heck and just yeah. like, and I am there with my t-shirt and my shorts, like, you know, yeah. just going, covering, you know, my arms over the stomach. Like I just couldn't, but I was always, I never looked at her like what the hell are you doing? I'm like, oh my God, I'm just so proud of you. Like, yeah. It's like, how come I didn't get that gene? You know, it wasn't like I was looking at the, the thin girls going, I want to look like that. It was more like, I want to feel more like my friend who's just owning it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. No, it's so, it's, that is like such a 
beautiful thing to like recognize. Mm. Um, cause I remember like, I remember like going on the beach and oh my God, the swim, the shirt, the white t-shirt over the full piece bathing suit yeah. was, is, that's a thing. Everyone goes like, some people just go through that. And I remember just like seeing someone who was like plus size in a, in a bathing suit and like not caring. And I was like, how do I, how does that even happen? I know, I honestly, but I still don't understand how it happens. Sometimes I don't understand how it happens. Like, but you're doing it. And like, yeah, yes. Like I but posted now. The, yeah, like, yes. <laughs> but I like, sometimes like I have insecurities. Like sometimes I put on a, like I had to put on a bikini on Friday for like a, a video thing. And I like can rationally think like, oh yeah, you look fine. Like you look fine. But then like you like. Then, hit, then, like, all the insecurities flood back, and, like, it doesn't escape you. You don't escape that. No. Like, that's not going to ever happen. You can just, like, get older and rationalize with yourself and, like, be a little better to yourself and, like, understand, like, why and you feel these things. And, um, yeah, bikini season, quote-unquote bikini season, is, like, still, like, a little bit of an anxiety for me because it, like, brings up so much. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. But, like, I am really happy that, like... I could, I was able to put on that bikini. Well, first off, I was really happy that like people now make bikinis for plus size people. That is like a whole other thing. Um, cause for a while it was just like not an option. Um, and so not only do I have an option to wear it, like, and I can like go on the internet and see so many people with my size who are also wearing it and rocking it. Like I feel a little better. Like I feel like I have a community of people and I am older and have a little more agency and knowledge and, and language if someone does say something to me. Um, I mean, what I say back is, you could go fuck yourself, but like, that doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be eloquent. Anyway. I feel like I agree. Your body's boring. Yeah. <laughs> You're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd be really good at a comeback. Oh my god, just like, just like, go away. <laughs> so, we didn't, we didn't quite get there, but you were saying, you, no, no. You're saying that you you do, you do remember when this sort of switched around twenty five. You're not sure exactly why, yeah. but you remember that you that it happened or like that you went through it. Yeah, I was like, okay, so it was an interesting part of my life because I was, I went to grad school after college, like directly after college, because every magazine folded and. I thought I was going to work in magazines, but I was like, nope, that's just not going to be a reality considering just like the climate, the economic climate. And, uh, so I went to grad school and I was like 20, 25 around that time. And I was like about to graduate and I saw, I like found this, um, this store called Redress in Brooklyn. Do you ever heard of Redress? No. Redress was a plus size boutique. I had never heard of it before. And I was like, oh, what? Like, you guys have to, like, be quiet about that stuff. Like, we, that's, like, it was, like, this thing where I was just, like, so still in so much shame. Like, how can someone just, like, be super proud of being plus size? Like, how does that work? Um, and, I'm like, sorry, I have, just have this, I just <laughs> have this view walking past, like, going to the store, like, shh. <laughs> guys, we don't. We don't talk about yeah, this. Yeah, we just, like, live our sad, like, silent existence and, like, knowing that there's a thin person inside of us just dying to get out. And, like, like I found it and I was, like, really intrigued and I remember walking in and ev- I could try on everything. And that was, like, so crazy. 
because I had never had that experience before. Like, I, I now cannot go, like, to a lot of, I can't go to most stores and just, be, and try on things, I just go to the accessory section, which is, like, super disheartening, and I hate it. I mean, like, I like accessories, but that sucks when you can't, like, go shopping with uh, your friends, and I just walked in, and they were so nice, and so, like, everyone who was there, like, wore, like, the most awesome outfits and clothes, and I had never seen that before on anyone plus size, like, in the world, in media, anywhere, and it was just, like, this, like, random thing that I just, like, stumbled upon, and the only time I've ever seen anyone plus size who, like, look cool was, like, those few years that the Osbournes were, like, a thing on MTV, and Kelly Osbourne was plus size, and, like, she was cool, like, that was it, like, that was all I saw, and I was, like, not really into her style, so I was, like, but you're a celebrity, like, that's all, you're allowed, you're on television, you could do this, um, but I'd never seen real people in the world do that. So there was this one woman who was wearing just like a sleeveless shirt, which was not a thing I could ever do ever up until like a few years ago. Like was wearing a sleeveless shirt. She had like a ton of tattoos on her arm. The shirt said fat so with a question mark, like fat comma so question mark. And she was wearing a high-waisted like short skirt like a like body conscious skirt and like she had you could see like her belly in in on the skirt like the outline of her belly and she was so cool and beautiful and I was like how how did you get here like don't you know when you walk outside the world is gonna treat you so badly but she clearly had to get to work she had to live her life she had to like work at the store and like so she's doing it. And I just remember like sitting there and being like, that's, that's not unattainable. You couldn't be happy. And they uh, had like a, I like was checking out and I was like, I bought like a skirt that was like too big on me and like basically trying to like hide every single part of me because I was still on that. And they like hand me a flyer. They're like, hey, you're, we're doing a, a body drawing class or not a class, like, like a, Basically just like a drink and draw. Draw, yeah. Yeah. And they had like an artist coming in just to like, you know, talk, just in case someone needed to talk about art, they had an artist there. And they are like, you should come. And I was like, okay, well that's, okay, cool. Like I could try. And I remember I went and this woman who, um, this like POC queer woman named Tourette was the model. And Tourette uh, was so gorgeous and beautiful and I didn't realize they were doing like nude modeling and she just like took off all of her clothes and like did like a cool pose and um that was like my first moment in the world where I was like you need to stop like you need to stop being like so horrible to yourself because this is it's not helping you're gonna die from this and because I was like you know, because when you are bulimic and you hate yourself so much, like, the first thought, like, all the time is, like, you could just end all of this, like, very quickly. And, like, you don't need to do it. Like, you don't need to live. Like, so, um, that was, like, my first, cool, you should, you should quit this. And, I mean, it took me a really long time, so I'm, like, 25 around that. And, like, probably took me, like, till I was 27 to, like, really just, like, be okay Cause like, you don't just like tomorrow, tomorrow you're fine. No, <laughs> That's no. not a thing. We've well, also, you know, th- th- 
I remember a friend of mine, uh, I think she kind of developed anorexia. I'm not sure if she was throwing up, but she, you know, and she would drink like coconut water was just like it. She would just like, there was like five things she would eat in her day. Yeah. And and this went on for a long, and she also got um, a bit into cocaine. So like, there was just like a mix. Yeah. And I remember she, she cut it all. She, she got, she started to eat and she started to stop and she, you know, stop this unhealthy behavior. But I remember three weeks in to her eating again and, 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 and living a healthier life. I miss, we, I was living in a jewel street at the time in Greenpoint and we had a little backyard. I, I never forget it. And we're sitting there in the garage outside in the little backyard and she's like, why aren't I better? And I'm like, you, you were unhealthy for two years, darling. Like you think that your body is, it, it ha- and your brain, like just cause you switch, you think about it. It's like, it's like anything that you've been hurting something, it takes as nearly as much time to recover. Yeah. And, but I'd never thought of it. It was just through our conversation. We came to that together of like, yeah, this isn't this ain't a quick fix. Like, there's been damage that's been done. Yeah, it's like a bruise. Sometimes it lasts like you know. You remember getting the bruise, but it can last yeah. three weeks on your arm. Like I don't know. No, that's so true. Like it takes it takes a while, and yeah, like your friend like having that realization. Like, why am I not better? Even though I I just like stopped this like really unhealthy thing, and like I'm conscious about it. Like, why? Like that is so real. It's just, like. I hope she's okay. Like, she, yeah, she's good. It's, yeah. And it's hard to like reintroduce yourself to like, um, especially like when your anorexia is like, cause you're not eating. Like you are now like, you're not eating. You're like your entire jaw hurts because it's like not being used. Like there's so much around like not eating that is like really, really problematic and hard. And like, you can't, and it's like a social eating is social. Like eating is cultural. Eating is like, like, part of family life like well survival yeah is that survival <laughs> thing um oh my god I was talking to someone about the hunger games last night yeah. and I was like I think I'd be great except for I have no idea how to forage for food like I need to figure that out in case of the apocalypse yeah so. yeah I'm so glad I'm we're glad you were having great conversations last night <laughs> <laughs> of where the world's going yeah and, but I had a moment where it was like three of us were all like doomsday people and I was like <laughs> well, you are the three I call. <laughs> I am honestly in my brain going, "What's Doomsday again?" So oh. I am not the person to call at all. So what was what was it though that that took? What were you surprised the most about in the recovery process of what was taking the most time? Um, I think the the amount of like the I thought that like I would stop. I would stop being bulimic. Like, this is your... I, like, I was, like, I'll stop being bulimic. I'll, like, eat, like, normally. I'll, like, not eat so much because, like, now you're just, like, you're on a pattern of just being, like, okay, I'm binging, like, two times a day. I'm binging two times a day, probably four or five days a week. Um, And, like, binging and purging. That's what I mean. So your body now is just so used to having, like, more food for you to binge and purge that you, like have to then like control like like you have to eat smaller portions whatever and that's like pretty healthy like in general um and so I would try and do that but like I thought that like I'd feel better immediately 
that like I'd be confident immediately, that people could see the confidence immediately. And it just took such a long time. And that was the hardest thing. Like I think sometimes people, when they talk to me about like weight loss or health or like, um, like oh, you just gotta do like one little thing every single day to like be healthy, whatever. And I was like, no, I know what, how to be like, how long it takes to like feel okay and feel healthy. You don't need to explain to me like the systems of like, this is how you get to your goal weight. Like I understand that maybe on a different level, but like it's, you just every single day, like what I would do is, oh my God, Tumblr was such a thing around this time. You're like, yes, I also had a Tumblr. <laughs> I actually, I'm, I never got in the Tumblr world, but I, but I appreciate it. And I, I know the passion people talk about it. God, it's so, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, and what I did was I went on Tumblr and I, had like didn't have like a blog I like, whatever but I like had an account where I just followed like I went and out and searched for like plus size people to look at and every single day I would just like scroll through my feed and just be like cool look and like a lot of them were porn for a while because there weren't any like super like high fashion-y like plus people so I was like looking at a lot of porn for a little bit and that's totally fine porn is cool but I was like if this is what I need to like see to like be okay this is what I'm going to do and it was like that's just I just kept being like if those people at redress could do it and these people on the internet could do it then I could do this and that's fine um but yeah it took me a really long time it took me two years to like be okay and in that time I was like I was in a relationship which was crazy and I was like hiding a lot of that from my partner at the time um still like having break like breakout moments of just being hysterical about you know not being beautiful enough not being thin enough not like how being did, valuable how enough. did your partner handle that so I had this so me and my partner broke up when we were when I was like almost 28 so this is like right at the end like this is like right when I was feeling okay when did they come? When when did you start the relationship? Like 24. Oh, wow. 24, 25, yeah. Was it a he? A she. She, okay. Yeah, which I was is right, Because like, I was like, we're saying partner. I just had yeah, no idea. Yeah. I've, so that's another I only thing. said that because I saw your video of um, having, uh, getting it on with a skinny oh. guy. Oh, oh like a thin guy. Yeah. Oh my God. That was so funny because like I, like I know those two guys, like they're my friends. <laughs> And everyone keeps doing that thing, like, where they, like, assume that I'm, like, straight and, like, I identify as queer. I've, like, most of my teenage life, like, was attracted to men because that was, like, the normal thing, I guess. And then um, dated dated female body people when I was, like, in my early 20s. And then now I'm sort of at that place where I'm, like, huh, you're, are you a lovely, good person, person? who's going to yeah. treat me nicely? Like, um, cool. We're, yeah. I'm down. Like... Thank you. Let's go on a cool date. Like, you know, and it's just not, I like that it's like that. Like, yeah. I like that it's, I mean, I'm, I'm currently like seeing someone who is female bodied and I like just like went on a date with a guy or person who is male bodied. So like, I don't know. I'm loving this, this term, your terminology of female bodied, male bodied. Yeah. I mean like, and I, I just try really hard to do that because I know that it's like, and even that I feel like sometimes it's kind of problematic because I know like not everyone who has a female body like identifies with their body as being female 
Right. So I need to find a better word for it, and I apologize if I'm offending anyone, but like I need to find a better situation to do that because I don't want to say he, she. Yeah. Because I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't, I, I, a part of me goes, does it even like, do I even need to ask you if it was a man or a woman? But, but I, but then I'm like, what does it matter? It's the, it's an element of the story. Yeah. You know? So. It's just, it's funny because like everyone's like, oh, it must be so different. And I'm like, no, dating is dating. Yeah. It sucks for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst. You're going to get ghosted. You're going to get breadcrumbed. You're going to have someone. Wait, what's breadcrumb? Oh, it's oh, the when new you thing. Oh, lay, lay, lay on for a yeah. while? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's breadcrumbing. Ugh. I've had so many breadcrumb situations. I hate people. Um, but uh, yeah, so it was a woman. And I remember at the end of a breakup, like when we were like breaking up, she said something to me that was so interesting. She was like, you know, in the beginning of our relationship, I didn't know if we were like going to last because I felt like I had to love you so much just for you to love yourself. And I was like, that's poignant. And that's so true. And you don't realize like how much you put on like another person when you, even though you're trying to be confident and you're trying to like love yourself, you don't know how much you put on like the person who like finds you attractive, like to, for you to feel attractive and feel like you're valued. And that was like, a, I mean, it wasn't the only thing that was part of the breakup. There was like so many other things. Um, and she's like a lovely human and I, I wish her like, all the best like it's not it was never a breakup of like I hate you I'll murder you if we don't break up it was a breakup of like we're totally different people and let's just like walk away with a friendship and she was like yeah I put a lot of like myself like loathing onto her and I wish I hadn't done that and now like in retrospect like realize what I had done um and I've apologized since. And, but I think also, like, that's just, like, part of being human. It's such a human thing. And it's such a thing that I'm, like, conscious about now. And I'm so happy that, like, I'm 30 years old. I, like, have... I understand those, like, those parts of me. And I understand, like, why I shouldn't be doing that. And why, like, um, having a partner doesn't equal that you are more valuable. And doesn't equal that you are more attractive. And doesn't equal that you are just, like prettier than everyone else it doesn't that's not how that works um I'm actively single it's wonderful <laughs> actively single I love, love being single that um what she said to you is one of the most uh I want to say beautiful but I don't know if it's beautiful I, I think I just more meaning that it that that speaks I think to so many people's relationship of and I, because I've always had this thing of like, I just want someone to grab me, yeah, and tell me that they love me and yeah. that I'm amazing. But but it, like, so what? It's all on them. Yeah, yeah. And like, there's nothing wrong. Like I, I people are like, oh, you don't need to be affirmed by other people. I'm like, yeah, okay, you don't need it, but it's really nice. Yeah, it's so nice when someone's like, oh, you look great today, or like, I love your hair, or whatever it is. Like that's nice. We need human interaction and social interaction with each other. Um, but what I liked, like what she said to me was like, of course at the time I was like, fuck yourself, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. stupid. Yeah. But like, uh, In retrospect. <laughs> yeah. Like now, like not crying over it and like whatever. Um, it was so true. And I, you know, of course adored when she was like, you're so beautiful and lovely. But like, I remember sometimes her just being like, I've told you this so many times. Like, why won't you believe me? 
And it's just because when you don't believe it yourself, you'll never hear it from someone else. It's like... It's I almost, actually get yeah. annoyed. I'm like, stop telling me this bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, you're lying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're a liar. Shh. <laughs> stop lying. Yeah. But um, were you able to... Looking back now, were you able to really love her when you didn't, when you couldn't really love yourself? That is, oh yeah, I, she listens to this, she's going to be like, what the fuck? Oh, um, you don't have to. <laughs> no, it's yeah. totally fine. Like, I, it's, it'd be fine. Um, I don't mean that. I would I, say I actually no. don't, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I don't mean it in the sense of actually anything to do with her necessarily. Like, she wasn't a good person, I didn't love her, but more meaning if you literally can't see your self-worth yeah and and love you that that i don't i wonder if there's if you're actually able to do it for someone else you know it's it's really interesting so at one point she like lost like a ton of weight not for it was literally like a matter of like she switched jobs that her job was just like very close to where she lives so she like walked to work every single day and she like didn't just changed her lifestyle like her whole like everything changed so she just like was walking like to miles there and then two miles back every single day and like she worked at like a health food like a health place like a and uh, health place is not the correct term it was like an actual like real business and company um <laughs> but she was like her everything changed and she lost like 60 pounds and I remember just being like like you'll never love me because you're thinner than me and like you'll never like we are now on different like levels and now I'm like this like weird girl that you like are I don't know why you're in love with me like I don't know why you care about me um and yeah so like that happened and it was like it put such a strain on our relationship and looking back on it like I am so grateful for that relationship because there were so many great moments and she was so great and whatever like I'll never um say that it wasn't wonderful but like the foundations of it were definitely like us just comparing each other or silently and just uh trying to like be codependent to each other and like after a while you're just in this relationship because you're in it and because like you get to have a relationship that the rest of the world gets to like be like oh aren't they cute like um and you like thrive off that and that's what you live off of uh and then like like being out of it you now realize like of course I care about this person but did I ever like love her love her even though I was saying it probably not and not because she isn't worth love but because like I was so um just caught up with my own bullshit that like I just wanted everything to look perfect on the outside and that was just part of it I oh god brains and bodies and people are so complicated I know that's why, I, yeah, 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 yeah. But she's like great. Like I, I, I saw her recently, and I was no, like, I don't yeah, think I it like, has anything to do with. I yeah, mean, like it does. But yeah, that's what I also. Um, sometimes people say like, how you know, how's it going with the podcast and stuff like that, and I'm like, well, I understand why now. Love is a quite a difficult um, conversation because, in one hand, it's very personal and it's just you but on another hand it normally actually has to do with another person so the, yeah. when guests come on that of course you can only talk about your experiences but your experience normally entails another human being that has that, that that they're a part of so i'm very i try 
I don't want to stop doing this, but I every time I do a podcast, I learn uh, like sort of how how we can deal with this element that there's other that this this involves other people. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Oh God, do you feel like any of that with any of your relationships or anything like that, uh, like when you like look back on it that you're just like. Ah! <laughs> you don't have to say it. I'm just no, no. That, that's what's the weird uh, thing about me is I have never had a relationship. <gasps> that is me. Uh, so, yeah, are, you, are you stressless? Like, is there no stress? No, <laughs> Yeah, no. All my gray hairs are just, oh, just from guard. Uh, no, uh, I think it just makes me really curious. And what's interesting is that people talk about their relationship. Because, I, I mean, I've never been in a loving sexual relationship. Uh, relationship, uh, definitely other stuff. But um, I have had lots of friendship relationships and also observed, I guess, other people's um, relationships. So when people talk about their experiences, I like I it's like I nod my head, like, oh, yeah, I've seen that one. Or I felt like 20% of that one. Yeah. Um, but... But no, I, I can't really speak for my myself, but I can, um, I know I've been asked a lot why I haven't and why do I think I haven't? And, and I've kind of given up ever answering it now because I'm like, I don't know. But when we talk about, say, body issues or liking yourself or that kind of stuff, like that probably hits home very close to home. What's the saying? It, yeah, it hits very it's close, close to home. home. Yeah, it's close to home. Yeah, so I can. I feel like I can relate a lot to what you're saying, but I can't necessarily relate it as in being in a in a relationship. Yeah, I I keep telling everyone now that it's like being single is literally the greatest gift to living in New York. It's. So, I mean, for, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but for me, I'm just like, I found myself in in my singleness. Like I felt better in my singleness, and I like really powered through with my singleness, and like that's so important to me so no it's there's something i yeah i wonder i wonder when i do get in a relationship i'll be like what the hell is this yeah <laughs> what did <laughs> call you yeah. <laughs> you want to know about my day every day i'm like oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, okay <laughs> you want to come over no it's <laughs> me time yeah oh, my god i don't want to give up me time <laughs> so where has the element of um because when I was reading about sort of the different areas that you promote or talk about and it's like healthy sexual life, yeah. is that, where has that come into this? When did, when did you feel confident, confident enough to be like, yeah, this is, this is another is a, thing. Sex is a thing. So crazy story. Um, and this like ties into my career so heavily. Um, so I went to Pace University as an undergrad, which is downtown Manhattan. And then every magazine ever folded. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? And so I went to grad school for video production, which is what I do now. And in that time, I needed to have a job. I needed some sort of a job. So I actually, like, I applied to just, like, a part-time job um, somewhere close to the new school because I, would, I was like, oh, that's smart because I could, like, pick up extra shifts. It would be easier for me. And the pleasure chest, New York City, like, in the West Village was hiring, like, just a regular sales associate. And I was like, cool. Is that a sex shop? Yeah. 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 And it's, like, 
It's great. It's been around for, I believe, now 45 years. It's on 7th Ave. Yes. It's, like, very visible. It's very visible, yeah. and it's very beautiful yeah. and gorgeous, and it's, like, looks like the Mac store. And they also, like, within the last few years, they opened up one on, like, 60th and 2nd Avenue, and that one is just beautiful it's um like of course it's like it's a sex shop it's funny but like when you look at like how much like they put into like education and making it like comfortable for people and gorgeous and like just regular like it's kind of amazing so they were hiring I got a job there and I like was it was just sort of just like this extra job like this random job that I had that like I was able to you know, freelance on the side. I was able to do a lot of like my own like schoolwork and I was able to pick up like production work. Um, so it was perfect, uh, in the fact that like I was able to have like a, just a easier schedule. Um, but I would, it was amazing. Like how many times you just sit there and like, cause I'm just like a person I like to read. Like I like to be like intensely educated about like random weird things. Like if I jump into something, I'm like, I want to know everything about this. So instead of like just being a sales associate, I ended up being like a sex educator. So I ended up like going through all the training and like I was able to go, like they flew me out to Los Angeles to teach a bunch of classes once. And I just always was able to like retain all the information I was getting from these books and from all the like the in, in house like workshops we would do. And I would just like pick up all this knowledge. And I was still like self-loathing that girl. I like, just hated myself, but was like, constantly talking to people about how to have their like better sex life it's like a it's a wondrous world of how that works with your brain um and I remember just like at some point being like okay I how many times does someone just like hug me because I like gave them some like really good information about sex or about like having autonomy over your fantasies or just like not feeling shame that you want to masturbate like that was all very okay and clear for me and totally fine and um but I still like even as like a person who worked in those in that store in that setting and like could make quite inappropriate conversations like pretty appropriate and was able to like do that uh, on the regular um it took me a really long time even working there to be okay with myself and like sex and sexuality and like what I wanted because when you have sex, you have to take off your clothes. And when you have sex, you have to be vulnerable. And when you have sex, things move. And I was just not ready. People are conundrums. People are like, literally, I think about that so often. Like, how many times have I just, like, told someone, like, yeah, you have autonomy of your body. And, like, you, this is a G-spot toy. And, like, this is great when you use it with a partner. And how many times did I, like, go home that night and just be like... <sighs> I can't do that. Like, I can't. Like, it's... This is really difficult to, like... I, I have to be naked. Like, everything shakes on me. And, like, this is stressful because I don't see my body being represented sexually ever in any sort of way. And every time I'm represented in porn, it's not in a loving, beautiful way. It's not... uh, It's not, like, highly produced or anything. It's always just, like... Or it's, like, a fetish. It's, thing. like we feed this like feed bbw girl and have her get fucked and i'm just like okay don't feed me don't like certain food (laughs) i'm not doing it um and i mean i'm very very grateful to the pleasure chest because they were 
such a big part of like what I do now is just talking about being sexual and I just couldn't recognize how beautiful it was at the time because I was going through my own shit and now I just like I'm just like oh my gosh I have so much knowledge so much knowledge that I'm taking into my 30s and into like my body positive life and into my career that um that it's like such a huge part of what I believe in because sexual autonomy is a major key I mean not for everyone some people are asexual some people are abstinent but even in that that choice is so huge um because when you like discover yourself you're able to discover so many more good things with good people and make it make good decisions about them um and I believe in that so much but at the time I was just like I hate myself and my body and this is a job and I just happen to be good at talking to people and I happen to be good at like comprehending what these books are telling me and I happen to be good at speaking in front of people yeah yeah so now it's like I like left there and I like had a few jobs like before I got to where I work at Refinery29 now. And I got like a bunch of jobs and in that time is when I like was it started to be okay. Like post post the pleasure chest and like basically and post bulimia. Like post these like kind of safe spaces that I had a resource to that I just didn't have I didn't uh, allow myself to like be a part of, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. It's just interesting how it that it really does, um, like when you're ready for it, it'll happen. But but yeah. yet, I think the weird thing of understanding is you actually had to go through like 50 steps to be ready. So it's not like just sit on your butt and like wait to be ready. It's yeah. like, no, no, you have to take all these little steps all the time. Da, 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 all then, the time. Yeah. Like the crate, the funniest thing was, um, so that art project got picked up by everywhere and it's called the commons project. And it was like this, this little thing I've been doing for over a year. Like I've been doing this for a while than ever. Is this the projecting onto the walls? This that's is like the, this is just like the photo of me with a comment. comment. Yeah. So that's like a whole, that's like a project that I was just doing like on my Instagram. Cause I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not living with this anymore. This is like basically this like weird silent rape culture that like and because it started with like be just from okcupid and tinder and like what people would just think that they could say to me and i was like no i'm a human on the other side of this and this is not okay and acceptable to say to other women and i'm pretty sure women go through this all the time where like they someone says something so wildly inappropriate that it's like dangerous and you just think that it's okay to just say that to each other because we're being uh like, like we're not screen. looking at each other yeah yeah um, so that happened and, um, it's funny, like I was interviewed by People Magazine online and one of the questions was, have you always been confident? And I was like, I was reading this question and I was like, no, have you always been confident? Like confidence is never an end. Like there's never an end goal. It's always a journey. There are days where I feel so low and so body negative and then there are days where I feel like everything's great. This everything is great, but like that's just like how we all are. And the amount of steps I've had to take just to be like, just to recognize that I have bad and lo like low and high days, are so many steps. And it's constant. Like every single day, I have to like, I get up, I do some sort of like good yoga move, uh, like pertaining to what I need, 
and just so I can like be like, okay, now I've opened up my heart or I've opened whatever because that's what I need right now. Um, or I'll like scroll through Instagram and find all the like hot plus size girls that I need to see today because I need that. Or I will take myself on a walk through like a, like while I'm going to work, like through um, City Hall Park because it's a lot of green yes, there. Yeah. And that green makes you feel a lot more happier. So I do these like little steps just to make sure that I'm like, okay. And yeah, if you've, if you've like lived in the world, especially as a woman and you, you have eyesight yeah. And you have, and you're, you can hear, you are told constantly that you're not good enough. So no, I have not always been confident. <laughs> I love it for the answer you just write. No. Yeah. I was like, no, no. <laughs> dot, dot, With dot. emphasis. <laughs> yeah. I really like, I was like, don't be an asshole and don't write back something mean. Like just, uh, just like write something that's like, helpful I have to admit as well as like that was one of the questions I thought in my brain as well like, <laughs> no, it was totally fine. no I don't know but it but like it it is it's it's these it's obviously the it, that how I see it though it's obviously these people and myself included of of being like su- surprised of the confidence yeah you know and like frick like that we know that that's hard so yeah. I was like, is this a thing that you're just like born with or is this, are you actually a version of me? You're just getting a bit better at it or you're like getting a little bit more confidence because of how you're living your life. Yeah. Yeah. So one crazy thing about that, that I have noticed, and this is why, not that I like, again, I'm not like offended. It's just like, I'm always like, it's just like, think about it rationally. Like, you know, yeah, it's like, so, like it's yeah. crazy. And because you're like, it's becoming kind of a bit, a bit more of your identity and your vocalizing out there more in the world um you're probably also getting the, right. like much more of these questions thrown at so you're noticing the patterns and yeah. the like where everyone else's insecurities are coming from it's and, like, so funny yeah. no the pat when you place like figure out the patterns you realize where it all comes from um what i wanted what i honestly want to tell like 16 year old girls who message me who they're so cute like they'll be like i'm 16 and i'm from australia and i've never seen this and i've always had a problem with my body and whatever and i always want to write back get just wait till you're 30 because no you won't care about anyone's feelings because you realize no one pays your rent but you and like, <laughs> like that's not the actual answer but like you get to a point where you're like you no one no one's paying your rent you just pay your rent their opinions don't matter yeah um but it's funny because every time someone who's thinner than me go which is all bodies are good bodies thinness does not equal I dislike you that's not how that works like people are great but when someone who's thinner than me comes asks me like how did you get your confidence what that says to me is how did you skip over all of the shit that I have to go through to have this body and this like life to be happier than me how did you become happier than me and I just like, it's not, I never cut a, like I have not cut a corner into self-confidence and body confidence. Believe me that I have walked or I have, I am on that corner with everyone else's journey. I have done the same things as I've been on every diet. I've done every single thing you have also done. Um, it's literally just like making a choice in your life that like, hey, this is what you look like. You, I read this Oh my God, I'm going to be such a nerd right now. Have you seen the Bill Nye, Bill Nye Saves the World on Netflix yet? Um, I haven't watched it, but I, I, I know it's there. Yes. Yeah. Very good. Number one. 
there was this woman who went on there, like, one of the episodes, and she was a nutritionist and, like, uh, someone who, like, talked about, I forgot what her title was, but she was like, you can control probably about 20% of your body weight. The rest of it is, like, your family. And, like, you have about 20% of wiggle room to change the way you look. That is the reason why every single time, like, you watch a Biggest Loser episode and then every someone gains back all that weight. Yeah. It's like you've got you've got twenty percent, and you. Then she said something like, "You know, you also like have about twenty percent of like, or like lesser of a chance to like uh, change your height. You can't really change your height, right? Like it's on the same plane. Like you are that tall or that short because of like your how you were raised or how you were born. Um, and I like I think there's like a, a moment in your life that you have to just go like, this is what I look like." I look at photos of myself. I still have the same face. I mean, not exactly. I'm way better at cat eye makeup now <laughs> when I was a kid. You sometimes there's certain things you just got to figure out and be better at. <laughs> YouTube. You, yeah, yeah. So when YouTube happened, I became very good at makeup. All looks of me prior were awful. Um, but like, you just have to like look at yourself and go like, okay, this is what I look like. I'm accepting this. There are, of course, like little things I can change to make myself happier or feel better about myself. But on on the whole, this is what I look like and this is what my day-to-day -day is. I can choose to hate this and fight this and fight your size and fight your height. Have fun with that. And fight, like, um, how you walk and fight how you speak and fight, like, your features. Or I can accept this and make good, like, lifestyle choices for myself and make myself feel better in the ways that like I need to and that's how you get to happiness because fighting yourself and I have been fighting myself or I have fought myself for years and years and years and years it doesn't get you anywhere I was never thin like I was never a size two and looking back on that I just like I just like feel like I wasted so many years hating myself but I also feel like I'm glad that I went through it because now I have so much of the like so much to talk about and so much like to explain like I no I know I've been there too like you know um I understand like I really do like of course like there's differences in how everyone grows up like I am a very privileged cisgendered white woman who is 5'7 like you know I have a lot of privilege in that aspect so like the way like I grew up in the world is even though it was difficult is very different for someone who was POC or trans growing up in the world with like the same with similar like things so I'm like pretty aware of that um but still like I need to hear those voices and everyone else needs to hear those voices and people need to hear my voice so like it is kind of good that I went through that and um but it's crazy like I have like so many little reminders of it every single day because of just how much like those years affected me emotionally and physically just like there's so there's still things that I have to like I'm like remember when you did that so no like yeah like I have a one crazy thing that's like actually very real is I have I don't have bad teeth but I have I have great like Italians have really great bone structure in their teeth because I don't know grape sauce yeah I don't know but I have a gold tooth no, you can't tell, you can't, I mean, no, no one can, hear, no one hearing this can tell. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a gold tooth, so I'm like, hey, Kara. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm basically Kesha. Cool. And I know, right? Yeah. But 
my back and my teeth are totally ruined from bulimia. Mm. Like I had to get like two teeth pulled here. This was a like a really really bad root canal that like I had to get a gold tooth on because it, you can't get porcelain on the, your back teeth because if you bite you're just gonna break it. But it wasn't because I like had bad teeth or like I was eating candy. It was literally because I've just like ruined my teeth like in the back from bulimia. Um, so like that's like a a real thing that I like is a real reminder of it. But and also it cost me like a ton of money yes. to put a gold tooth right there. It's so dumb. But like. Um, so yeah, whenever someone's like, how did you get become like, why are you, how are you confident? I'm like, I literally struggled for most of my adult, like twenties trying to get to an okay place. And now I'm sort of there, I'm there, but like, I still have so much. And also like, if I'm rambling, tell no, me to you're not, No, 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 you're not rambling at all. I think, um, I, I, I must have told this story on the podcast before, but whatever. Um, mm. but like one of my, one of a very dear memory to me was watching um it's, it's an english show that's not on anymore parkinson it's like a uh, um an interview show so like on saturday night he would have guests it was a live audience kind of like a late night show but it was it was pretty in-depth interviews rather than hey like what did you do for your prom or whatever <laughs> uh and they had robbie williams oh on. my goodness and they had Elton John. On. Okay, yep. Yeah. Who's that? Yeah. No, <laughs> and Elton John uh, w- was an alcoholic, and now he's a recovering, oh, recovered alcoholic? Yeah. Or, uh, but still an addict, I guess, uh, um, an addict. And at the time, like this was years ago, at the time, um, Robbie Williams was like at his height of his career. And so you've got two stars sitting there, and just the difference of, Elton John's persona and how he answered things and his wisdom of just this journey he's been on of being addicted to something and having something sort of rule his life and getting caught up in elements of that that wasn't healthy for him and and have pushed through that and now has a little bit of a cleaner let's say aura around him yeah and then you've got Rob who's like just totally lapping things up and yeah you know just younger and and just like living the life and I remember thinking Oh, that there's something really beautiful of someone that has gone through absolute hell and and made it out the other side because they um, they get it. Yeah. And I think sometimes if you've lived quite a comfortable life and um, it's just been all kind of okay, that that you could probably you may not ever be able to relate to someone that has really gone through hell and then come back again. So it's it always. Uh, is a stronger voice in some ways for someone that's actually been through it yeah. and come out rather than say, I've studied this thing yeah. forever and here's my learnings. Yeah. You know, so I, I think um, I think it probably just gives you more of a platform to stand on if you want it uh, by having gone through all this. Yeah. Do I have to start a blog now? Oh, no. I oh, no. sort of already are. Am I, I guess like is an that Instagram. what Instagram is now? I guess so because you're having a... I guess it's the new... Po- I don't know how Because a blog... Well, it's like the thought of a blog is really where you can put your thoughts down, right? And people can absorb it. So it's kind of similar. It's That's so funny. Like, I was telling a friend of mine who... So, like, something got shared when I was... I, so I was in Iceland last yeah. week. And it was beautiful and great. And someone, t- like, messaged me. And I couldn't really get a lot of, like, my, my text messages. But someone messaged me being like, hey, George Takai, like, shared 
something of yours Who's on his George? he's he was on um Star Trek. Oh wow. He's like like the original person on Star Trek. And I was like and he's apparently like a really he's really into like body positivity. Like okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Like what a cool thing to like now like be known for like this like nerdy nerd nerd life and then just be like, you know what? All all bodies are beautiful and this is just what I'm gonna share my like my Facebook page on. What a what a great person. Yeah. <laughs> people are conundrums. People are interesting. People are best. Um, but he shared something of mine on his page. And I was just like in a foreign country, just like, like reading, like being like, what the heck is going on? And a friend of mine was like, you need to like start a blog. You need to do this. Like you need to like make it become like an influencer. And I was like, do, do you, are you famous can you be famous if you're still like you're 30 and you deal with adult acne? Is that like a thing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, do you still like wish that you just could just like sit in your room and paint all day with like your adorable dog and not talk to anyone because you are an introvert? Like, is that how vlogs work? Uh, yeah. Because that's those are the first two posts. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I've got a lot to learn about having a voice out there in the world because I part of me just I think it's one of the scariest things ever and but then what I love is like I what feels like for you is it it's actually just become it's just a natural progression it's not like you've decided like I am this is I'm just going to release everything out there to the world but you meet people and then this opportunity arises and then you say this thing and you're like because this happened to me I made this thing that I put on my Instagram and then that got that like yeah I love that like just yeah just continue going on cool yeah. Uh, yeah I agree with that like I think that I believe so much in empathy and every person's own like experience because um the more we share like what we have gone through the better that we all are and better we have an understanding of each other's collective experiences and for me like I think all of us had a, I don't know if this is a thing, for, like live journal. Like we all had like our journals, like our private little like. I tried, but I yeah. never ever stuck with it. Yeah. Like who knew that just like making that public would turn into like. I think. Literally like an entire like career of um, like, I mean, YouTube is basically just like its own like live journal of people and like their experiences. Um, but I always like tell people when someone's like really ashamed of something, I'm always like, there are millions of people out there with the exact same thing and all they're doing is waiting for someone to come forward. That's it. Yeah. And that's like the best, that's like such a nice realization because when you're alone in the comments that people say to you or how you're feeling about your body or like confidence or like the fact that you like grew up with your grandparents and you don't really know how to explain to everyone that your parents aren't really around. Um, there's just so many other people out there who are just waiting for you to say something just so they can be like, Hey, thank you. This is great. And of course you're going to get negative and that's just like part of it. Um, but the amount of positivity that happens from it is way more than what you realize in this like one month going into it yeah but you like this is great like your podcast is great and like you do have a voice that's so good and lovely and 
you kill it. So. Oh gosh, that's not how it, I, it's time to end the show. But let's not end it on that. Oh my note. god, actually, she's <laughs> so nice, you guys. Oh. Like, can I tell you? I will say that like your entire outfit today. Wait, what am I wearing? No, I'm not wearing it. My whole look. I'm trying to have like a career life, just like uniform. Yeah, yeah. And you're kind of living it. Like, Am I? Yeah, like I want to do the spaghetti strap thing. Like I was going to wear one today, but then I realized I was like, oh, I went to Iceland. And I brought all of that with me, and I need to do laundry. I have not had laundry to like to do any sort of laundry in the last week. Um, but you're living my like work life career like uniform right now oh thank you very much i'm wearing a, a scooby <laughs> with, it's, but it's like classic cool yeah stop it um with a little slip thing over the top is it, it like a full all my slip? areas no no it's, it's like actually a, a dress that i cut off last night to make a to make a singlety thing because yes. when i tucked the dress into my jeans it looked like i was wearing really baggy underwear ah uh, yes yeah, yeah tricks. yeah fashion tricks are like I love people and their fashion tricks. My faves. Hey, thank you so much for coming on. Thank this you. really was lovely and not scary. It was not at all. Totally not scary. <laughs> We're like friends now. Oh, yeah. I, I appreciate this so much and like this means a lot to me to speak to people. Is there anything you want to plug or like do you want to push anything or go check out? Because we mentioned a few of your projects so people may want to go have a look. Let's see. Okay, so I just realized something. Um... I plus Brooklyn is a new store. It's actually not too far away from you. Um, is a new uh, plus size boutique in Brooklyn, and it's cool clothes and like cool accessories. And the person who runs it, this woman named Alexis, she's like put all of her heart and soul into it. And you, I can't tell you how wonderful it is to be like I live 19 minutes away from a store that that I can try on every single thing in, and they're all cool. And I'm a model on their site, and their site launches on May 5th, uh, May 13th, and I will be a model for them for a while, and um, I'm so impressed by them, and that's like my my big thing. And also, on May 20-something, <laughs> I have a new video coming out at Refinery29 where I go on a date with a male uh, gigolo. Cool. And I... I'm so excited for this because I feel like like all the other things I've done, awesome. But this, the most like personal interview I've ever done with someone while being on a date with them who like were quote unquote paying for it was like the coolest experience. And just how many times I've had like so many similar like interests as this guy was the greatest. So I'm so excited for that to be like out in the world. So yay. Amazing. All right. Yay! All right. Have a lovely Sunday, everyone. Oh, they're probably not listening to this on a Sunday. <laughs> but have a lovely have day. Bye. Bye. Bye.